Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up, y'all? It's your boy David with Blackwell Renaissance. And I'm here today to tell you guys about Anchor. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the best place to make a podcast. Anchor is a free app that has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone. Anchor also distributes your podcast across all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. You can also make money on your podcast with Anchor with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. You know the rules of the game. Yeah. You know the rules of the game. I don't care what color. Can you make me a hundred million? Let's talk money. Can you make me that? If you can't make me that, I won't talk to you. Hey, I got money on my mind. I'm just trying to get some dough. I ain't picking up my lot unless it's money on the phone. Gotta get it on the daily. All I want is dubs. You know what I'm on. I've been chasing after paper. All I know is broad money marathon. Do five years of this and be a millionaire and go on do what I want to do. Have kids, go live my chip and joy in the game life out here in Texas or struggle for next year. The choice is yours. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Our goal of this podcast is to normalize black wealth and share helpful resources and tips we believe will be useful in attaining and maintaining generational wealth. Please feel free to rate and comment on our podcast. We would love to hear all feedback you have. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Your boy, David Bella, one-fourth of the Black Wealth Renaissance. Checking in with my co-hosts. Fellas, how y'all feeling? What up, what up, what up? It's your boy, Jalen, another quarter of the Black Wealth Renaissance. Feeling great. It's a lovely Saturday, man. Just great to be here. Yeah, man. How the rest of y'all doing, team? What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Kelly, here, checking in, checking in from Oklahoma, enjoying some vacation time. Yeah, man, you at your big, big wheeling and dealing out here in Oklahoma, man. Yeah, man. Love to see it. Jared, how you living, bro? Man, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I can't complain, man. I'm trying to get like Kelly out here taking vacations and whatnot, man. Yeah, man, you know. At your, at the, where you, where you at, bro? You at the Windstar? The Windstar. Yeah. Win Hopefully you win or something. Trying to win some money, man. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Hey, speaking of some money. Y'all, we got a great episode for y'all today. Yeah. We got a young brother out of Central Virginia, 20-year-old. He actually, he a full-time trader, and he has a group that's helping people get to a bag right now. We got our bro, Joseph Taylor, a.k.a. JTJT. How you living, bro? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Hey, man, appreciate you coming on, bro. This is 
a very anticipated episode. You know, this is a real hot topic right now in the culture. So we glad you could come on here and share some knowledge, bro. Yeah, man. I'm glad to be here. Hey, no problem. No problem, man. So like you said, thank you for coming on to the show. Thank you for taking some time out your Saturday to bless us and our audience. And uh, we'll really just get right on into it. Um, I just want to know, like, how'd you find your way into the stock market? All right. So uh, my background in the stock market started, I was 16 years old in the 10th grade. I had a personal finance class that was required in my high school. And they were kind of giving some entry level information on stocks and real estate, um, like building your credit, things like that. It wasn't real in-depth stuff. Uh, like I said, just surface level. But for me, you know, I knew I wanted to make money. Um, so I knew that was something like I wanted to tap into. You know, I didn't have the capital or the, all the resources to make moves at the time. But I knew like this is something I want to tap into later on down the line. So I started making some money for myself when I was 18, uh, working at Domino's, mostly delivering pizzas. And then I was able to save up some money and put some into the stock market, uh, start investing, do a little bit of swing trading. And then I finally worked my way up to options trading from there. Hey, man, that's really, really, really dope and really important. Just because I know on our platform, we speak about and just stress about how important it is to get this information to the younger generation. And it's really dope that you were able to receive it and you were able to have that foresight and say, you know, this is a way like to really make some money and really to grow. And you took the money that you were making at a nine to five and you sound very much more responsible than I was at the age of 18. I didn't have no knowledge of the stock market. And every time I was getting paid, I was going to do Trying some bullshit. Yeah, yeah, like oh some photo bullshit. So I just want to commend you for that foresight and being able to see that, oh, man, if I really do this right, I can really make some money in this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Being able to start young was a blessing. You know, like you said, a lot of young guys just end up, you know, partying and, you know, blowing their money on things they don't need. You know, I'm not going to say, I'm not perfect. You know, I was doing a little bit of that at first. I was, you know, spending money and I was still, I was like part-time kind of interested in the stock market, putting a little bit of money in. But, you know, once I really started seeing some returns, I realized like, you know, if I just cut out all the partying and all the unnecessary spending, like I can really take this to another level. JT, bro, I want to hop into your stock market journey because when we were speaking off camera, you told us like how you started off with just your side. You started it on something on the side and then like slowly but surely, like you learned like the levels to it and then you grew to be able to do it full time. So like, can you tell us like how was your first experience trading? The first time I came in, like I said, I was starting small. So what I did, um, I put picked a list of companies that I knew things that like, you know, I know what the company does, like I buy some of their products, like, you know, for example, Apple, Nike, like, you know, I have an iPhone, I wear Nikes. So things that I knew, and I was putting a little bit of money in, um, not even much, just a few dollars, just in the stock to kind of see how it would, uh, you know, just to see how my money would react up in the stock, you know, see it go up and down, things like that. And then from there, I was swing trading shares. Um, one of my first real big wins was swing trading ACB shares, which is a raw cannabis. Uh, that's a marijuana stock. And I got some nice returns off of that. Um, it wasn't like crazy, crazy money. But, you know, for me, that was what kind of showed me it's possible. You know, you can make good money doing this. So that kind of boosted my confidence. And then, you know, I continued to swing trade and build my accounts and stack my money from working nine to five. And then I worked my way up to options trading from there once I got confident with that. So 
off camera, you told us you, you got into your journey at 16. When would you say you really, really became like focused in learning, really learning? Um, I was 18. That was when I was working. Um, I think when I was 18, that was around the time when I decided I was going to cut out, you know, the partying, you know, the, the BS and really dive heavy into this. So I ended up picking up more hours at the job. And I was working late nights because delivering pizzas, that's the best time to make money. Most people order at night. If you work in the morning, not getting too many deliveries. So I wanted more money. I wanted more tips, more hours. So, you know, I'm, I'm just hustling, man, busting my ass, working for Domino's, taking the tip money, taking the paycheck money, putting that in the stock market. In my free time, I'm on YouTube. I'm on Google. I'm trying to absorb as much information as I can about trading while also saving up as much capital as I can. I think working that night shift is really cool because it allows you to structure your day where you can focus on trading or looking at the stock market during the day and then be working at night. Exactly. Just take advantage of your time for sure. So, JT, you you just touched on swing trading, and I kind of want to go into that a little bit. For people who don't know what swing trading is, can you explain it to them? Yeah, so swing trading, um, when you're swing trading, you buy shares or options, and you're just looking to hold it for over a day. So you could swing trade something um, for two, three days, maybe two, three weeks, or even something as long as, um, you know, a few months or a couple years. And I like how you also touched on the knowledge part, because that's something that I wanted to get into. Like, I heard you say you're on YouTube and Google. Were there any other resources that you were on that you were trying to figure out and just really just educate yourself? Were there any books, any type of courses that you took or anything along those lines? Yeah, yeah. So there's ebooks. I was on different ebooks and things like that. You know, start with the beginners, like uh, swing trading for dummies. You know, books like that. There's thousands of stock market books, different ebooks. Um, I posted some on Twitter uh, that I like. But I'm a visual learner, so for me, YouTube is one of my biggest helps because you get to see what's happening while it's being explained. So uh, I give a lot of credit to YouTube. But I was all over the internet, man, learning. And you know, Twitter is a good resource too if you follow mm-hmm. the right people. There's lots of traders on Twitter. Um, lots of people talking about the stock market on there all the time. Most definitely, most definitely. What you got, Jerry? Oh, no, I was just going to ask. You said, so you started with swing trading. You started kind of rocking with that. What made you end up going from swing trading to options trading? So options trading, it's a little more riskier than trading uh, shares, but you can have higher returns. And I knew it was riskier, so I wanted to build my confidence up with swing trading, um, you know, smaller positions. And, you know, build my capital up so I could save more money because I knew with options, it's a bigger risk. So if I were to lose some money, I wanted to make sure I had some an emergency fund saved. So really, once I got confident with swing trading and I also had a good amount of capital saved up, that's when I decided to jump into options. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. And for those who don't know exactly what options are, can you explain that to our viewers or listeners? Yeah, yeah. So an option contract, it gives you the right to buy or sell uh, 100 shares of a stock at a certain price on a certain date. As options traders, we're usually not looking to exercise a contract. So we're not looking to buy the 100 shares. We just buy and sell the uh, value of the contracts, which is called premium. So you can buy a full share of, you can buy an option contract and hold it through the, hold the whole 100 share? Um, yeah, you can execute uh, contracts. It takes a good amount of capital because, you know, 100 shares, 
Um, it's going to be different depending on the stock, but usually if you have a lot of capital. But, you know, like I said, just as options shares, we, we don't really look to exercise the contracts. Yeah, one of the big advantages of options is that you can take a smaller amount of money and trade it up on the movement of a stock. Like, you can just make you can make your money out of the derivative. Like, I've seen, you know, options been going crazy. You'll see people, they'll get, like, 50, 60, 100% returns off of, like, $150, $200 on a stock that may have traded for, like, $20, $30 a share or something like that. Right. You know, I've had uh, option plays where I put in $100 and I got out over $1,000 in return. So, you know, you can use small amounts of money to get more return than you would necessarily buying shares. Um, so that's one of the main differences with options versus shares. Also with shares, you can hold those. Um, when you buy shares, you have equity in that company, which you can hold forever. But with options, you know, you have the expiration date. So you're not going to be able to hold an option forever, so you can't necessarily fall in love with the options position like you would a share. So options is quicker money, it's in and out, and with uh, shares, it's investing, it's long term. And I'm glad that you said that the quick money versus the long term, because I see a lot of people right now, they're thinking that getting into the stock market equates to, oh, I'll get rich really fast, or I'll be able to really just double and flip my money. But like you said, there's that risk whenever you're really just trying to double and really flip your money. At the same amount of time, you can make that $1,000 return, but at the same time, you can be out of that 100 like just like that. Yeah, yeah. So options trading, you know, is risky. You can lose a lot of money uh, real fast if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't have risk management, um, if you're not setting stop losses. Um, and the stop loss is basically if you're uh, – if your option contract drops by a certain amount, by a certain price, you know, it'll just automatically cut it. So say you put $1,000 into an option trade, uh, you have a 20% stop loss, it drops $200, it automatically cuts it, then you still have $800 left to, um, to use instead of just letting that 1000 go to zero. So things like that can help you, you know, preserve capital in the options market. A lot of people need to take advantage of those stop losses, man. The stop losses will help a lot, a lot of people out. Yeah, yeah. You got to protect your capital, man. You don't have to let every bad trade just go all the way to zero. And I'm kind of glad that you brought that part up, too, because I wanted to know, like, were there any struggles or any trades that you really just fucked up on, but it gave you that knowledge and that insight to be a better trader for the future? Yeah, yeah, definitely, especially early on, because I was taking big risks just off the fact that, you know, I know I'm young. I don't have kids. I don't have a wife. I had, like, bills, like, regular you know, 18, 19-year-old bills, but nothing like I'm not paying a mortgage. So I was being kind of aggressive um, at first, and I learned some expensive lessons. You know, looking back on it, I should have been paper trading. Paper trading is trading with virtual money. So you can learn, you can trade options, but it's simulated, so you're not risking any real capital. But at the same time, I think, you know, that just helped me learn a lot faster. I learned lessons because when it's my real money at risk, you know, I'm able to learn more than I think I would have just with mm -hmm. virtual money. It hurt a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah, yeah. You don't really care. You know, it. yeah, it's like you, it, you you lose some virtual money, it's like, okay, you know, it doesn't hurt as bad as losing real money, so, you know. You'll still be able to pay the bills, but if you lose that real money, mm -hmm. you got to figure out how to make it back. Yeah. yeah, but I definitely, you know, just take those losses on. I just, those, those were just lessons, man, for me. Mm -hmm. So, question, on the flip side of that, 
when was the first time that you like made a trade or made a certain amount of profit or something? You was like, oh yeah, no, nah, this for real. Like, I think I can do this full time. Like I can live off this income. I had made $6,000 in a day on one trade, on one options play. And I was still working at my job at that time. And from there I was like, okay, yeah, I'm like, you know, it would take me months to make this, you know, working it, just delivering pieces for dominoes. I'm like, I made this in a day doing options. That just, you know, that really showed me like, not only is it possible to make money doing this, but like you can really, you know, if you really take the time and really learn, like you can level up so fast doing this. I'm like, there's, there's just opportunities, man. Once you get a first big win, you just see this possible, man. So how long had you been trading at that point when you like made that? That was the middle of 2019. So I had been trading for over a year, like a year and a half, like as far as full time and not just kind of part time in and out. That's dope. Yeah. I asked that for a specific purpose because I wanted to know, number one, when that like when that moment hit for you. But number two, I wanted the audience to realize like how long it took for that to happen. Like you're not just going to get it, you know, just first starting out or anything like that. Like, Or you might be inconsistent as a trader. But for you to be able to get to a point to where, like, you can live off of this and this can be a full-time income, you probably want to do, you know what I'm saying, a considerable amount of research and education and practice. Yeah, definitely. So a lot of people, you know, you can jump into the market with no experience and you can, you might luck your way into a huge win. You might luck your way into $5,000, $10,000 gain in one day and think like, oh, yeah, I'm going to quit my job and do this full-time. But, you know, what you got to realize is making one big win doesn't make you a good trader. Being consistent, having consistent wins will make you a good trader. So, you know, I think generally six months to a year of consistent profits on top of having, you know, six months to a year of savings of your expenses saved up is something that you should have before you really decide to jump into this full time and decide you want to um, be a full time trader. Because... <laughs> So, yeah, I want to touch on, you know, I said having a savings. Having a savings is real important because if you jump into the market with your last bit of money and you come in with the mentality like, all right, I have to make these flips. I have to get these profits. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to pay rent next month or, you know, I'm not going to be able to put food on the table. You know, you have a survival mindset and then that's not something you ever want to have in trading um, because a huge part of trading is just mentality, uh, psychology. So, you know, if you come in there with that mentality, you're most likely going to end up losing bread. Talk to him. Coming in mm. with that fear mindset. Man. I got to hit it again. Man. Hey, my brother's spitting. So, JT, even diving some more into it, for people who are just getting started, like we talked about, like, you know, that's a mistake they make, coming in without the proper capital. But what are some other mistakes you see people make? And what are some of the solutions you think to some of those mistakes? A big mistake I see a lot is people not doing their own research. They're just buying whatever, you know, they see someone else say to buy. And, you know, like I said, you can luck your way into some plays. Sometimes you might luck your way into a play, but doing your own due diligence is something that's necessary. Every time, it doesn't matter who tells you to buy it. It doesn't matter what you've heard about the stock. You know, do your own research. Look into it. Look at the charts. Look at the technicals. Look at the news. You know, make sure you're doing your own research. Know what you're buying and know why you're buying it. Don't just buy things because, you know, you think it's a good idea. You heard someone talk about it. You know, make sure you know what you're doing. This young brother right here is spitting, man. Y'all better listen up. He is giving y'all some game, some wise game, too. 
So, bro, with your trading strategy, I'm assuming you do most of the technical analysis because you're doing a lot of swing trades, a lot of options and stuff like that. Could you also offer, like, a little bit of insight on that? Like, what are some things you use with your technical analysis, like, to, as, like, some indicators that you use? Yeah, so when you're looking at technical analysis, you're looking at the charts and the candlesticks. Um, you can use something like thinkorswim. Trading view is another good one. Um, a couple of indicators that I think are standard, you know, the most traders use that I like to use is the RSI is a good one that I like. It's the relative strength index. It's going to let you know whether a stock is considered overbought or oversold. That's something that I like to use. I try to get people to use. Um, another common one is the MACD, which is a moving average convergence and divergence. And you get MACD crossovers, which can be strong buy or sell signals. You know, you want to have volume on your charts, obviously, but I'm not going to. Those are some simple ones mm -hmm. um, without going too in depth, because without being able to actually see it as a visual, yeah. you know, but those are a couple of ones that I think every trader likes to use. They're popular. You spoke on being consistent with your trading. Is there any stocks that you that you believe that you you pretty much know exactly how to trade that? Or you yeah. very, very consistent in trading? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my favorite stocks to trade is Roku, um, a stock called Roku. The ticket is just R-O-K-U. Um, Y'all know the Roku TV. Mm -hmm. uh, I've made a lot of money trading Roku. I haven't. I've had a couple losses, but, man, like, my win rate on that stock is crazy just because it's a stock that I always have on my watch list. Mm -hmm. I've been trading for a long time, so I'm just kind of familiar with the price action and how it moves and certain things like that. So I'm able, usually when I jump into a Roku trade, you know, I'm able to make money. And, you know, the people, people in my group, they know that, so they get excited when I start talking about Roku. Hey, and that speaks volumes to it, though, because, like, once again, what Jared was saying, because you didn't spend so much time with this stock, now you know, like, it's just time. Like, you know, because, okay, if Roku hit this certain price, I know normally it didn't fail here. I, I can just make different plays because exactly. I'm experienced in it. Yeah, so that's the importance of having a strong watch list. Instead of trying to trade, like, every every new stock, you know, trying to catch every new big mover, I think having a smaller watch list of, you know, 10 to 15 companies that you like, that you can watch every day, um, eventually, you know, you'll get familiar with the movements and the price action. And that'll just help you make more money. And, you know, those stocks become your own personal uh, money printers because, you know, you just, you know how they move, you know what to expect, you know, than trying to trade um, a new company every day. And I kind of want to go into what you were talking about with the brokerages. Just for some people who don't know, I know you mentioned Think or Swim. But could you name a few other brokerages that you think would be very beneficial for people who's just starting out, like wanting to get into the stock market? Yeah, I like Thinkorswim personally. I think it's the best. It's Thinkorswim is it's an elite brokerage. It's top tier. They got in-app charting. They got all the information you can need. You know, the downside is if you're a beginner and you're brand new, it can be kind of harder to learn, to get familiar with, and it can be kind of intimidating. Um, but, you know, it's definitely worth the learning. Um, so like a step down from Tinkerswim, um, there's another broker called Webull. I like Webull. It's not as complicated as Tinkerswim. You can still look at charts on there. Um, they still have news, good information. And then, you know, you, I think everyone knows about Robinhood. Robinhood is the most beginner friendly. It's definitely the easiest to use, but there's just a lot of flaws, a lot of downside with Robinhood. So, you know, I think if you want to get started with just, you know, some basic investing, putting money in the stock to see how they move, then yeah, Robinhood is a good one. 
if you want to, you know, um, get serious with options trading, I think, you know, eventually you're going to have to look to move a step up from Robinhood. Um, they've had glitches where the whole app just shut down for a day or two. And if you had money in there, you weren't able to sell anything. So some people lost money. I lost money. I had money in some Robinhood positions um, during a glitch. I lost bread after that. I don't think I've used Robinhood since because you only get one chance to mess up my bread like that. So good. And actually, you said something earlier, too. You mentioned your group, and I wanted to ask you about that. I've heard a lot of good things from it. I'm not going to lie about, uh, like, about the group from Kelly. So can you talk a little bit more about the group to, like, our listeners? Yeah, so uh, the group is called Impact Investments. It's something I started in November of 2019, so coming up on a year. What it is, it's a Discord community. Uh, it's an educational and trading service. So myself, as well as a few of my associates that are uh, full-time traders, we help people take their first steps in uh, stock option trading. Um, we educate on how to read charts. Um, you know, if you don't know how to read charts, we have Zoom sessions where, you know, you can share the screen and you can look and you can see how to read charts. We do live trading sessions. So we get on the voice channel and we talk you through what we're looking at during the day while we're looking at it. Uh, we have TA calls. Every Sunday, we do a sentiment call, so we talk about what to expect in the upcoming week in the market. Um, we have different bots that can chart stocks for you. They can do your technical analysis for you. They give you the news. We even have some, uh, they give you flow, option flow, and option flow is big money orders, so you can see where the smart money is going, like if mm. there's a million dollars flowing into this play. Um, you know, you can it just lets you see where millionaires and things like that are putting their money into. Um, so you know, we have a, a large community. You know, it's, it's educational, man. We all have the same goal, so everyone helps each other. We learn off of each other. Um, we get, you know, we throw plays out um, with uh, with sentiment, so you know why we're picking the plays. Um, and so you know, you can learn that way. And you know, um, you know, everybody. So everybody gets to eat. Hey man, that's hard. That's really hard. Hey, y'all really are making an impact with it because like I, that bro, like. Kelly had told me, man, he was like, bro, you just don't understand, my brother. Like, this group, this group is pressure. <laughs> they yeah, dropping plays, plays, <laughs> It's because, I mean, they not only do they tell you the play, but they educate you on why it is this play, right? I think that's huge, and I, I kind of want to get into that and how this is indifferent from a signal group. Can you explain to the viewers or the listeners? Yeah, so the goal isn't just to tell people, you know, buy this, sell that and have them, you know, follow us blindly without ever learning. You know, the goal is to be able to teach people how to fish. So, you know, we have, like you said, we have plays, we have signals, but, you know, we're sending in the reason behind these plays, and we're doing a lot more education. It's not just, you know, you come in and you get picks. You know, you can ask questions, you can learn, you can drop some charts, you can get feedback. You know, we can talk, we talk about different things, and, you know, we educate. You know, education is the main focus. You know, we want to teach people how to fish teach people how to be able to make their own plays in the market and not just be dependent on somebody else. We've had people go from, you know, absolute beginners in the stock market and trading to now um, a couple of people, if you had chosen to make the decision to become full-time traders through our, our, our resources and our knowledge, you know, they're learning. And, you know, now some of these people are calling their own plays and doing their own analysis when they started as just complete beginners a few months ago. So, you know, it's dope. You get to see all the growth from individuals. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. 
that will only get you the rapper Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Well, super dope. And I, I've seen some of the big the big plays in there. Key. What is the biggest play you've seen that, uh, that somebody has made in the group? Man, we had a guy um, like two, three weeks ago. He made a 150K in a day on one play. I think that's the biggest. Done with yeah, that's, that's, that's the biggest play we've had come through that group. God damn! <laughs> yeah, made a hundred fifty k off the plate. That's come on, man, they got it. Come on, man, y'all here impact investment. That's all you gotta say. <laughs> damn, man. Hey, man, I gotta give it up to you. And how'd you even come up with this idea? Like, was this you and some friends, or was this like you straight off the dump? Was like, yo, I'm making this money. I need to start teaching these people. So I was getting a lot of DMs on Twitter. Um, you know, I was sharing my progress, sharing my journey. And, you know, people asked me if I had, like, a course or, like, a service or some type of group where they could learn. And, you know, I, it started, I was, I was helping people in the DMs, really. I made, like, some group DMs, and I was helping people, you know, answering questions, doing guidance. And then eventually I decided, you know, I wanted to, you know, create my own platform. I think I thought that would be a lot easier. Um, at first, it was just a few people. You know, I thought it was going to be something small. You know, I could just help a few people, and it got so popular, and it caught on so fast. And, you know, it just started blowing up real quick, and there was a lot of growth. So I brought some people in that I knew that there were good traders that are, uh, you know, also full-time traders. They're educators. They could help, um, you know, help out in the group. And, you know, we've just been continuing to grow from there. And that speaks to another thing we love to talk about on this podcast, bro, the power of collaboration, mm-hmm. group economics. Like, a lot of times in our community, we think we got to do it by ourselves, and that's not the case. Like, yeah, you had the idea for the group. People was coming to you initially, but you understood that, like, if you wanted this to be a successful venture and you build your own platform, you're going to need other people that who you know you can trust right. uh, to execute the way you need them to. Yeah, and another thing, like, you know, just with trading, there's so many ways to make money in the stock market. There's so many different strategies. There's so many different styles of trading you can do. And it's it doesn't make sense for me to try to master every single thing in the market. I'm good at what I do. I bring in other people that are good at what they do. They might specialize in different areas of the market. So, you know, we include a little bit of everything. So we have something for everybody, no matter what your style of trading is or what you want to do. Hey, man, I love it, bro. I love it. And I kind of want to go a little bit deeper now. And I know you said you're from Central Virginia, my brother. What's life like that growing up there? Because I know what it's like growing up in Louisiana and stuff. And Virginia is considered like the South too. Like what was life like that? Did you see anybody else who was kind of like wealthy or people who are entrepreneurs or anything like that? Not anybody that looked like me. You know, when I was thinking of wealth, you know, I when I was delivering pizza, I was actually delivering in the next town over because it's a little bit of a wealthier area. So, you know, the tips were better. So I was going to these nice houses, those, um, you know, nice houses, nice cars and things like that. But it was all kind of older white people. You know, there wasn't anybody that really mm-hmm. looked like me. There weren't any uh, local entrepreneurs. You know, like the things I'm doing right now to be where I'm from in my age is kind of unheard of. So, you know, I think it really helps with our community to see someone that looks like you that's doing what you're doing. 
uh, that makes it seem more attainable, you know, because even when I was growing up, you know, like I was associating just wealth and like real estate with old, you know, old white folks, you know, that's what I was associating money with. But, you know, through like things like Twitter, uh, that's why I really love Twitter, you know, Black Wealth Twitter, there's a section, you know, there's a lot of young young people too, like in their 20s, you know, in real estate, in stocks, and a lot of different money lines. And, you know, it is real inspiring. And, you know, that's why, you know, I salute you guys. I really appreciate what y'all are doing with this platform, the Black Wealth Renaissance. Just the name Black Wealth Renaissance, like that's hard. Like, I really, I really appreciate what y'all are doing, man, because it's important to get this information out to our people, man. Like, it's, it's, it's a must. Yeah, bro. It's the time. That's why we call it the Renaissance, bro. It's the time. Like, people like you, People like all these people, like on Blackwell Twitter that you mentioned, bro, it's time that we share this information with each other because mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, we let the narrative be pushed that we this and we that and we can't do this and we can't do that. But we can take control of this narrative now that we've got social media and that's just the goal of everything with the movement. Yeah, yeah. Social media is a powerful tool, man. Because, yeah. you know, if you don't have people, you know, if you want to get into entrepreneurship or something like that, but there's not a lot of people in your area that you can connect with, you know, you can get on Twitter, you can find people that are all over the world you can connect with that are into the same things as you, man. So it's dope. And I kind of want to ask, what was your parents' reactions to whenever they figured out some of the things that you were doing? I think at first, they didn't understand it. It's unheard of for them. Uh, you know, I, I told them, you know, I'm, I was telling them about it and they were listening. You know, I don't think, I wasn't giving them dollar amounts. I'm telling them, you know, I'm trading. I'm in the stock market. I got some money in the stock market. But, you know, I told them earlier this year how a little bit how much money I was making. And they just looked at me like, like, what? And, you know, my mom, especially my mom, she wanted me to help her. Like, you know, I ended up helping her set up a Robinhood account, um, not doing options trading, just investing, you know, on her phone, showing her it's possible, man. She made some good money this year, you know. So now they're starting to see, you know, I'm talking to my parents about the market a little bit. Um, but, you know, at first they didn't really understand what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Hey man, that's powerful though, that you can develop this skill and now you can be like, hey, look, look, my look, pop, this what I got, this what I was able to make, mm-hmm. and now they're like, okay, hold on, let me learn, let yeah. me figure something out. Now you giving back to them and you're helping them out. They ain't gotta worry about nothing if they do it right for retirement. Like they gonna be straight. So right now you're really building generational wealth within your family, like just being that that seed of change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the goal, man. That's really to go help my people, you know, make sure my, my family is good. Um, You know, I try to, I give game to all my people, all the people that's near me, all my family. You know, I think it's important that we're able to have conversations about the stock market just come up naturally, like, as we were talking about, like, football or basketball or something like that. We can talk about all that other stuff. We can talk about making some money together. That's Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be, like, a, a rare conversation to talk about the stock market and making money, man. I think it should be normalized. Definitely. And I want to talk about uh, kind of the current conditions of the stock market. So we were, during this time, we know that President Trump and everything that he's going through as far as his illness or whatever, how do you think that's going to affect the stock market and where do you see possibly some potential plays to get into? Yeah, so when Trump first announced that he caught the, runner, the coronavirus, the stocks took a drop initially. Uh, they started bouncing back. But with uh, the election coming up, personally, I believe we're going to see some more, another dip in the stock market as the election gets closer and closer, just because there's going to be uncertainty. Now, you know, the president is sick, so we got to wait two weeks to see whether he's going to be okay or not. Um, And, you know, when there's uncertainty in politics, 
People get nervous. Market, yeah, yeah. People get nervous and people start selling. So, you know, that causes the market to dip. So just, um, you know, that's not financial advice, but I definitely do see the market dropping a little bit more around election time. Hey, so y'all definitely, definitely check it out because you can make money whenever the market going down too. Yeah, yeah. That's an, that's another one of the benefits of the options trading. You can make money when the stocks go up or down. Okay, so real quick, can you explain uh, the put options for them real quick? Yeah, so a put option is betting that a stock price is going to go down. And you have on the opposite side of that, there's a call option, which is betting that a stock is going to go up. So if you wanted to make money on these dips as the market is dropping, then you'd be looking to buy some put options. Most definitely. Y'all definitely, definitely look out for that opportunity. Opportunity is always there. And there's one more thing I want to ask about the options trade and just something that I feel like a lot of beginners need to know. And it's about the Greeks. Can you, I know they're like, it can get kind of deep, but can you just give them the basic gist of like why they need to understand and learn it? Yeah. So most traders, if you're just going to be a retail trader, you won't necessarily need all of the Greeks in your trading. The most important Greek, the one that you're going to have to worry about no matter what kind of trading you're doing, is going to be called theta. And theta is time decay. So with options, like we talked about earlier, it's not like shares where you can hold forever. Options have expiration date and you want to be looking to sell before that expiration date. So you can think of time decay as the closer the expiration date gets, the faster your contract is going to lose value if it's moving in the wrong direction. So say you buy a call option that expires on, you know, the, the same week it expires on that Friday versus someone that buys the option that expires a month from now. Say you're buying call options and the stock price starts moving down. If the stock price moves down all week, the person who bought the option that expires, you know, Friday, they're going to lose all their money. It's going to go to zero. But if you still have a month left in expiration, you still have time for the stock to move back up. So that's something you want to consider when you're looking at the expiration dates to buy. And that's the most important Greek that you'll need just to kind of keep things simple. The other ones, you can incorporate them into your trading, but like, you know, for most retail traders, you're not really going to be using those too much. Y'all take heed when he's saying about buying them longer contracts on the option. That's a quick way to lose money quick. You just keep buying those little contracts that expire Friday versus going ahead and getting something with some time to, you know, actually have time to appreciate hit that strike price. Yeah, yeah. Giving yourself time can be important depending on your trading strategy. You know, if you're buying a short-term option contract, usually you want to look to sell in the short, you know, you want to look to get in and get out. It's not something you're going to be trying to necessarily hold, you know, for too long because the theta, the time decay, you're going to lose a lot of value real fast if it starts moving against you. So, you know, that's more in and out. You know, if you're swinging, you can do months and you can even get option contracts a year, two years out, which would be called leaps. Um, and those are some, you know, some of the safer option plays to look at. Hey, I didn't even know about a leap. So thank you for that, my brother. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Well, uh, uh, I want to ask you, you're 20 right now. You got a lot of time ahead of you. So where do you see yourself in the future? Or like, what are some things that you're trying to position yourself to do in these years to come? So I invest in the stock market. Um, you know, I'm a trader, obviously, but, you know, I put, the trading money, the fast money, I use that to invest in shares for the long term. Um, so I, I'm building a dividend portfolio. And dividends are monthly and quarterly payouts that you get for holding the stock. So since you just put money into a stock and every month or every quarter, you'll get cash deposited to your account. So that's a form of passive income. I plan on getting into real estate. 
uh, you know, owning rental properties, having more passive income. But really, if there's money to be made, you know, I'm going to tap in. So, uh, you know, stocks, real estate, vending machines, you know, just getting the passive income up. And, you know, I look at my 20s, especially my early 20s, as a time to really build an empire, you know, so I can be able to retire, you know, before I'm 25. Hey, man, I love it, bro. Your future is bright. I can't wait to see you hit those goals and just keep on making this impact, bro. I just want to commend you again for that because that's definitely dope, man. I appreciate that, for sure. Hey, and I wanted to ask you kind of like one more just thought process kind of question within what you just said. You were saying like you're taking the money that you're making from the trades and you're putting it in like dividends or you're putting it in stuff that you're going to get paid more consistently. Can you kind of explain like the thought process of why you're doing that? Why, you know, you're a good trader. You can't just live off the trades. I'm being facetious, y'all. So trading is active money. It's not like, you know, you're doing hard labor, working nine to five, but it's still, you got to be active. You got to be actively um, trading in the markets. So investing in something like dividend stocks, that's passive income. So you essentially just get paid, you know, to do nothing. And, you know, that's passive income is really my favorite kind of money. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that's that lazy money. You know, you get paid, you know, like I said, to do nothing. So trading is a form of active income. You know, I'm looking to, you know, continue to grow my active income through trading every day. But also, you know, just thinking about the future, thinking about the long term, I want to make sure I have investments, different things are going to pay me out over the years. So, you know, like I said, I can look to retire, you know, within the next five years. Sure. Thank you. And uh, real quick, I... So what's some of your favorite uh, dividend stocks? I don't want to get too nosy in your pockets or nothing, brother. I just want to know. So I like AT&T. The ticker is just T. They pay uh, quarterly. Some monthly ones that I like, if anyone's looking to look into some monthlies. And, you know, this is not financial advice. Yo, you don't. Do, your own, do your own research. Do your own due diligence. Like we talked about earlier, don't just buy something because somebody said it. Look at it. Know what you're buying. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But, you know, um, some that I like for monthlies, I like Realty Income. The ticker is just O. I like Main Street Capital. That's M-A-I-N, Main. Those pay dividends every month. So, you know, just holding those stocks, you get paid monthly. Another one that's a good quarterly is Coca-Cola which is just KO. So those are a few dividend companies that I like, you know, um, that I think people should look into, do their research on. Coke just paid me, so. I'm yeah, 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 those, those dividends just hit. It's yep. nice. <laughs> <laughs> Smile, we all happy. So uh, JT, we're going to get to the last segment of the show. So we want to ask you, my brother, what's something that you've seen on your timeline that you want to talk about? Like, it could be anything. It could be something funny. It could be something, you know, important information or just something that you thought was, like, important and you want to speak to. Uh, something important that came up on the timeline. Right now, we have a lot of people talking about, you know, the election, you know, Trump and Biden. That's what's really taking up a lot of my timeline right now. I think my big, I watched the debate the other night. My biggest takeaway from the debate was that these guys are not, you know, they're not going to save us and us being, you know, black people, the black community. They're not here for us. You know, we got to take care of ourselves. We got to save ourselves. We got to do things for ourselves. So, you know, I see people talking about politics and all that. But, you know, I, me personally, I really only care about politics as it affects the stock market and causes the market to move. You know, I think we shouldn't look to any politicians to save us. We got to look to ourselves for that. That's on us. So that's 
you know, that's what y'all are doing with this podcast, with y'all's brand. So, you know, that's huge. You know, that's just something I want to say with the election coming up because it seems like, you know, obviously that's what everyone's talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a big fact, bro. Ain't nobody about to save you. Like that meme I seen before. Like the hood looked the same when it was Bush. The hood looked the same when it was Obama. It looked the same under Trump. And it don't matter who the president in 2020. Until you make the moves to change the situation, it's going to be the same. And exactly. if it look different, we ain't in it. That's right. So I just want to say thank you again, my brother, for being on our podcast. Thank you for blessing us with these gems. Yes, you dropped some very, very important knowledge. I want to say, once again, I want to commend you on your knowledge and your foresight. There's the things that you're doing at the age of 20, man. You got a bright future. Just keep on grinding. Keep on doing what the Lord put on your heart, my brother. And I just want to see you go far. For sure. I really appreciate that. It means a lot, man. I really like you guys' movement, like I said, man. So being out here is an honor, man. Thanks again for having me. No uh, problem, no problem man. So can you plug yourself in, bro? I need people to know, man. Yeah, where well, they can follow you, how they you. can get an impact investment, yeah, all of that. Yeah, so my personal page, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, at the Almighty JT, And, you know, there's an impact investments page. So that's on Twitter and Instagram, at impactinvest underscore. Um, and, you know, we post uh, different, you can see success from the members, you know, you can see people's profits, you can see testimonials, what people are saying about the group, uh, you know, there's different game, we give different game, different knowledge, things like that, so you can learn some things. And if you want to sign up, the website to sign up is impactinvestments.online, so you can go there and you can get a subscription to the group from that website. Hey, y'all definitely, definitely tap in. Y'all just heard the game that he's giving y'all. He's telling y'all why the plays. These bots is helping y'all out. So y'all definitely, definitely tap in. Y'all go follow him on Instagram and Twitter too, man. My brother is giving out all of the game. And before we wrap up this show, let's just get into some show notes. I want to say thank you to all of our listeners who come in week in, week out. Thank you for leaving ratings. and Thank you for leaving reviews. If you like this show, if we are doing things that you like, let us know. If it's some things that you see we can improve on, let us know. Mm-hmm. Share this with your family and your friends. Like my man JT said, we're just trying to give this information to the culture. We're just trying to make sure that everybody has it. I don't care if you're old, young, you need to learn this information about financial literacy. You just need to learn how to start making more money and start managing your money the right way. Also, buy our book, mm-hmm. Manage Your Money Like the 1%. It teaches you how to change your mindset. It'll also teach you just how you can start getting out of debt, some debt repayment strategies. We also talk about some different tiers of investing. We got micro, small tier investment. We got mid, and then we got your high risk investments in there. So y'all definitely, definitely check that book out. For being loyal listeners of the podcast, you get 30% off just for being listeners of the podcast so click that link in the show notes mm-hmm. use promo code bwr pod promo code bwr pod so what else y'all got anything got else my brothers yeah i just wanted to say you know same thing thank everybody you know for checking in with us like and subscribing i want everybody to definitely start letting us know you know where y'all checking in from and everything putting that down you know we love the show and everything so we can start giving y'all shout outs and you know telling y'all thank you like personally and everything for listening and you know giving us a review and stuff on the show sure. yeah so with that said y'all this is black wolf renaissance signing out peace hey.
I got money on my mind. I'm just trying to get some dough. I ain't picking up my lot unless it's money on the phone. Gotta get it on the daily. All I want is dubs. You know what I'm on. I've been chasing after paper. All I know is run money marathon. needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage egg and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut off ba da ba ba ba